0: Eighteen plus.
1: Welcome back to my favorite Islanders game from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dan Saracini. We have a short but very cool list of stories from Islanders fans today telling us about their most memorable games. If you would like to share the story of your favorite Islander game with us, our line is always open. The number is 646 980 Eight eight five seven. You can call anytime, day or night. It's a Google Voice number, and you can leave your story. Uh, if you get cut off, you can call back and just keep talking. And we want to hear about it because Islanders fans uh, do have lots of great stories that span the entirety of the franchise's life, and so uh, we want to hear about them. And uh, we want you to share them with us. A couple of these stories came in before the NHL shutdown and all of the corresponding craziness that has happened in the world, but uh, they're enjoyable stories. And in fact, all four of these are, are really great. Uh, So uh, please uh, spend a little time with us and uh, hopefully take your mind off of uh, recent events for (laughs) 10 minutes or so and uh, enjoy. Our first story comes from Steven. And uh, I wanted to put this one first because it involves Barclays Center. I'm recording this on March 22nd, which would have been the day of the Islanders' final game in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, I think that there are a lot of uh, mixed feelings about the building and the Islanders' Brooklyn era uh, that are going to be uh, discussed for a long, long time. But uh, Stephen has, a, has a, I think, a common story in that, you know, memories were made there. And so we shouldn't just discount the building and, uh, you know, take it for uh, what it was for a couple of years. So let's hear from Stephen.
2: Hey, my name is Stephen. I grew up on the island loving the Islanders. My earliest memories were chanting Bossy and Billy and those Islanders greats. And uh, these days at Barclays, I never thought I'd say this, but the arena has a special place in my heart because uh, uh, it's the place where my daughter went to her first game. So I grew up uh, watching the games with my dad going to the Coliseum, and at first I was really sad that they were moving out of it because of that. But now I've created that memory with my daughter, and they're going to move uh, again. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of sweet. It's bittersweet. So it hasn't been the nicest, spring, but uh, it's got those memories. I'll never forget taking the train ride with her. She had uh, so much fun with everybody. Um so that's uh that'll always have a special place in my heart and uh so it's it's funny to see it transition like this but I'm happy. So let's go Islanders and uh yeah, let's win a cup at Barclays before we go. How about that?
1: Thanks, Steven. That's a great story. I got bad news about that whole winning a cup at Barclays Center thing, (laughs) but I am glad that your daughter uh, became a fan of the Islanders and hockey at that arena. Uh, My daughter's first game was at the Coliseum, but her most memorable game was definitely at Barclays Center. It was the Matt Barzell hat trick against the Winnipeg Jets. And uh, I go with my friend and his two sons to games at Barclays all the time. And, you know, that's a place where people fell in love with the game. And, you know, there's. Certainly a lot of flaws and a lot of mistakes were made in the Islanders' uh, Brooklyn era. But, uh, you know, you can't take those memories away from people. And so I I think that, you know, that building will hold a special place in people's hearts uh, once this is all over. But uh, I think we're all looking forward to making some more memories at Belmont Park. So uh, thanks a lot for the story. Our next story comes from Chris from Freeport. Uh, It's a short one. It also did come in uh, from before the shutdown. And, uh, it's a very relatable story in that he talks about his first Islanders Rangers game, which, uh, I think we could all agree is definitely an experience. So let's hear from Chris. Hi, my name is
3: Chris. I'm from Freeport. Uh, little recent, but, uh, my favorite Islanders game was this week, uh, Islanders versus Rangers. First, uh, Isles versus Rangers games I've ever been to. Got the cherry popped. Um, didn't go the way we wanted. Uh, hashtag refs are co- corrupt. You know that. Um, but, yeah, amazing game. Tied in 17 seconds. Crazy. Got the point. And looking forward to St. Louis.
1: Thanks a lot, Chris. That was great. Uh, I got some bad news for you, too. The Islanders did, in fact, lose that game in St. Louis. But uh, they were great in the first period and then ended up losing in overtime. Uh, having your cherry popped going to your first Islanders-Rangers game, uh, can sometimes change your entire perspective on the sport. I don't know if two other fan bases get to say that as much as Islanders fans and Rangers fans do, but definitely you know, the intensity level is kicked up a notch, especially if you've only ever seen games against teams that weren't the Rangers. Uh, so uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're 100% right. The refs are corrupt, but uh, what are you going to do? It's just how it is. It's just life as an Islanders fan. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate that. Remember that if you want to share your most favorite Islanders game with us, the number is 6469808857. doesn't necessarily need to be a game that you were at, but I would uh, assume that most of the calls here were about live experiences. but you know sometimes it's just a game that sticks out in your memory and a game that you know makes you smile or makes you laugh or you know means a lot to you. And uh, that's uh, the kind of game we have next. Our next caller is William from Connecticut. And uh, he talks about a regular season game uh, from 2013 that he watched on TV and, uh, you know, kind of symbolized an entire era of Islanders hockey that uh, I think a lot of us still remember very, very vividly. So let's hear from William.
4: Hi, my name's William. I'm from Connecticut and I'm a longtime listener of the podcast and I really, I like how you guys uh, basically provide a perspective from Islander fans who weren't born and alive during the dynasty years because. That's definitely uh, been my Islanders experience. Uh, so my most memorable Islanders game, uh, or it definitely isn't my favorite Islanders game, but one of the most memorable games was actually a game in the 2013 season. It was uh, early in the season, and we were playing the Lightning. And this season had already gotten off to a bad start. Coming into this game, we had lost like eight of our previous 34 games that we played. And just throughout the whole game, it was looking like we didn't have, like, we weren't playing well. But by the end of the third period, uh, we had a two-goal lead. And the we scored with uh, three minutes left in the uh, third period. And I was watching with my dad, and at that point I turned to him, and I said, there's no way that the Islanders are winning this game. Uh, And then, sure enough, with three seconds left in the game, the uh, Islanders, basically the puck was in front of the net, and the Islanders players knew how desperate the situation was, so they all started piling to the left side of the net, and there was a pile of four Islanders players that had piled in a desperate attempt to stop the puck from going in, but the Lightning were just able to take the puck and put it right in the net on the other side of their pile, and Then we ended up losing that game in overtime. And that game kind of symbolized the like era of after the cup and the Capuano era for me. And really just kind of was complete symbolism for how the Islanders were during this period. Uh, Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, William. That's a great story. I'm going to look that game up. And I'm going to try and find video and put it in the uh, the post for this episode. I honestly don't remember it, but I could think of a few games from the Capuano era that uh, remind me of that, where it was just like they just came so close <laughs> to being good uh, for so long. And it was always that one mistake that that cost them. And so I, I can totally uh, see where you're coming from. But uh, I'm going to look for that game. But thanks for for the story. That That's a really cool one. I like that one. Uh, our final story today comes from Mike. Mike is a second time caller. Uh, this is a great one, though, and I think again it, it's uh, relatable to a lot of us who have, you know, found significant others that uh, have also come to shall we say, accept our Islanders fandom, uh, maybe tolerate in some cases, but uh, this is a really sweet story, and uh, again, it, it's uh, all about uh, finding that person that you can be with uh, and that will accept you as an insane Islanders fan. So let's hear from Mike.
3: Hey, this is Mike from Floor Park again. Um, calling back as we're all starving for content during this crazy time. So, my second I guess, second favorite islanders game is I'm calling back again. It happened on Valentine's Day, 2015, Blue Jackets at the Islanders at the Coliseum. Now, my wife and I um, started dating about a month and a half beforehand, and I had just finished student teaching. She started student teaching. I am broke beyond belief. Her birthday was two days after Valentine's Day, and I literally didn't know what to do. And like most of us, I revert to sports. So I figured it'd be a little bit you know, cheeky to see if you want to go to an Islander game on Valentine's Day. You know, something we can go do, enjoy being with each other, low pressure, and also I'm not going to break the bank because I'm not ready to run against to Diamond just yet. That came a couple of years later. And she had the absolute most perfect response. She says, as long as I get a big hot breath. To which I quickly retorted, uh, "Calcium has twists. Is, is that going to work? And uh, she said yes. And it became a thing. So every year since that year, we've gone to a Valentine's Day game. We've done our best to try and go as close to Valentine's Day as possible. Um, this year it happened to be the Sonnelli game, which was a lot of fun for me. And she was a, a trooper. Um, you know, since through that free game ceremony because it's not her biggest thing. That game, the Islanders did win. And the only thing that was a little bit annoying was as um, she stopped paying attention the uh, the Islanders you know, kept scoring, and we started paying attention to the Blue Jackets score. So I, I got to the point where I was like, "Stop, stop watching the game. This is this is too much for me." Um, and then you know, I guess you know, you're right. You know, happily ever after after that too. And I just got lucky as well a little bit later on when the uh, NHL changed its jersey sponsor from Reebok to Adidas. is the year we got engaged, so I had gotten. Um, the blessing from her, her father to propose, and I went right to the team store, and I got uh, matching jerseys with our last name, with my last name on them, and it was 2015. Her with 20, me with 15. Um, for the year we started dating, because, you know, at that point we didn't know when we were going to get married. But, yeah, I mean, my, my family, my family life, and a lot of it's tied right around the Islanders, and I love that I've been able to share that with people closest to me. And now, I wife likes hockey. She likes the Islanders. She knows some of the players, and she likes the fights and the hits. But to get to sit down and watch a game, you know, with me on TV is the challenge. But she sticks true to that yearly tradition of Valentine's Day. All right, thanks.
1: Thanks, Mike. I love that story. I love that you guys have a Valentine's Day tradition. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, I feel like I've said it before on anxiety, but uh, my wife was not an Islanders fan. wasn't a hockey fan. wasn't a sports fan uh, before we met. She took a while to remember that I was an Islanders fan and not a Rangers fan. <laughs> uh, we actually met during the lockout, so we didn't have to worry about hockey for quite a while. Um, but, you know, now we, we've been married for almost 15 years, and uh, she has accepted them, accepted me. She, I wouldn't say she's a fan. She wouldn't say she's a fan, but uh, we've been to a lot of games. She has her own jersey, and she's watched a lot of games on the TV with me and, uh, has you know, understands how important they are to me. But, you know, it's reciprocal, so I embrace... Uh, the things that she likes, and I make them a priority because they are part of her, which is how I've ended up seeing Cher in concert multiple times in my life. And they were great shows. They really were. Would I have found myself at a Cher concert had I not been married to my wife? No. But that's the kind of thing you do for the people that are the most important to you so you can show them how important they are to you. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of my favorite Islanders game. I hope we'll be back again soon. The only way we can be back is with your phone calls. So please, if you haven't already, if you're listening to this show and you haven't called us, what are you waiting for? Please call us 646-980-8857. It's a few minutes out of your life. Hey, what do you got right now but time? You're sitting at home. Give us a call. Let us know. It could be any story. It could be just a, a game that sticks out to you, a game that makes you laugh, a game that still bothers you to this day. I mean, how many of those do we have? A lot, probably. 646-980-8857 We really appreciate it We really appreciate all four of our callers We really appreciate you listening Uh, Read Lighthouse Hockey every single day For your most up-to-date Islanders news and discussion Subscribe to our podcasts They include Islanders Anxiety, Isles Buzz PT Isles, Islanders Award Winners You can subscribe to all of them Just by searching Lighthouse Hockey In any podcasting app of your choice You'll get them all you got plenty of time to listen now So do it We also have a sponsor that is vintageicehockey.com where you can buy t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs featuring the logos of over 100 classic hockey teams. They have the Long Island Ducks. They have New York Golden Blades. They have the uh, Capital District Islanders. If you're an old Islanders fan, remember the Capital District Islanders? They have Capital District Islanders stuff. Fort Worth Texans, another Islanders uh, affiliate team from years ago. You can get all that stuff, vintageicehockey.com. If you use Lighthouse15 in the discount code box, you can save 15%. They also carry our our Al Arbor T-shirts for Lighthouse Hockey. If you use the code or you buy an Al Arbor T-shirt, Our portion of the money goes directly to the Center for Dementia Research. So you can get a cool shirt. You can make a donation to the Center for Dementia Research. And you can save a few bucks too. Vintageicehockey.com. And uh, be safe out there. Look out for each other. Wash your hands. Stay inside. Watch some Classic Islanders games on NHL.com or on MSG Networks. And, uh, you know, we'll make it through this. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.